1: Podcast. You can listen to the full show weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern
2: on Sirius XM, Fight Nation, channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer Mark Henry and I talk a little XFL and get you ready for the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. New director of player personnel for the XFL Dallas franchise, and former Cowboy great Daryl Moose Johnson joins us, and we get a special call from WWE Hall of Famer Jim Ross to challenge Mark Henry on his Texas Longhorn fandom. Plus, a preview of Money in the Bank. Who's leaving with the briefcases this weekend? All that right now on the Busted Open podcast. Now, let me, and I want you to be honest here, Mark, because all, we're all about will, honesty will, here on Busted Open. Okay. Is what's preventing you from being a fan of this Dallas franchise yes. have anything to do yes. with Bob with the coach. Being your head coach. <laughs> <laughs> he hey, he's
3: still I bet you he's got a closet full of red clothes. And I'll just have a problem with that. Always <laughs> oh, gonna you, have a problem with it.
2: You can't you can't, you can't do it.
3: He threw the thumb I know he threw the horns down way too many times and it's just hard to erase all that.
2: I'm sure he's a professional.
3: I'm sure he is, and and you know I'm a professional too, and you know Jim Ross and I we 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 are we're, we're tight, we're more than tight, and you know I, just one day a year, you know we're at each other's throat, and then when the game is over, it's over to the next year, but Stoops,
2: uh, I'm wondering, I I I if uh, Jr's listening, he's gonna have to call in. Because I'm wondering if Jr. is going to be a fan of the Dallas franchise for the XFL. Well, I XFL. think him and Stoops are tight. That's what I'm saying. So it's 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 fascinating to me that you're not going to be a fan of the franchise because of Bob Stoops, and he's going to be a fan of the franchise because of Bob Stoops.
3: Well, the pressure is starting to become overwhelming, Dave. Thank you. <laughs>
2: Thank you, Dave. <laughs> But I love
3: moves, man. Golly. Like, that dude was so tough. And I just love the fact that how smart he was. Like, I never worried about the Cowboys getting on a third down and seven or eight and a blitz coming. I never, ever worried about the blitz getting to Troy. Never. And and can you imagine the the feeling of Troy knowing – I can stand here. The blitz is not going to get to me.
2: Yeah. Dude, that guy threw ropes when he had time. (laughs) Aikman threw ropes. Yeah, and it was because he had an extra second. Wait a second. Alex Metz
3: is giving me a face. What are you talking? You know why uh, Alex Metz is giving you a face?
2: You know why? All they did was kick the eagle's ass every year. Amen.
3: Every time number 56, uh, what was his name? Seth, um, Alex, come on now. What's, what's uh, he's the, the, on the
2: phone with Moose. He's he's he's, okay. he's waxing poetic to Moose.
3: Yeah. His like there was uh there was a couple of times where the Eagles had great linebackers. I mean, you think about back in the nineties, um they they had really, really solid Pro Bowl linebackers and they could never, ever get to the Cowboys. They could never get to them because they had Moose and Emmett too. Like depending on where they went, if Daryl Johnson flared out and ran that little five yard out, like he Emmett stayed in and blocked, and if Emmett went out in the flat, Daryl stayed in and blocked, so either way, it was pick your poison, and by the you way, blitz if you wanted to,
2: and by the way, too. I'm tired of hearing the Barry Sanders stuff when it comes to the greatest running back of all time. It was Emmitt Smith because Emmitt Smith could do everything. He could catch the ball out of the backfield. He could block. And that guy had, nobody had a better nose for the end zone than Emmitt Smith. Barry Sanders playoff game, negative two yards. Tell me about a game that Emmitt Smith had negative yardage. And then especially in a playoff game, are you kidding me? Nose for the end zone.
3: And intelligence.
2: Knowing what your
3: role is and playing your role. If your role was to block, damn it, your role was to block. If you had to catch it, catch the damn ball. Keyshawn Johnson said, throw me the ball. The Cowboys, they caught the ball. That's right. That's why they had all those championships.
2: And I can't wait for Moose to call in because I'll tell you this. Oh, man, I'm Because I'm going to tell you this.
3: woo We're talking football, baby. And here's the thing about Moose. I love it.
2: Here's the thing about Moose. I got to work with Moose for a short period of time. There's not as good as Moose was on the field. He's a a better man. He's one of the the best, most professional people I've ever worked with. I love the man, Daryl Johnson, just as much as the Moose on the playing field. He was a god on the playing field. He's amazing as a broadcaster, and I can't wait. for. Is he there yet? Oh, he's there. I didn't even know Dave, he was there. I'm Dave, talking stop. P- waxing poetic about up. Daryl Johnston. Man, I I, I want to hug him. And then we let's bring him in. Director of player personnel for the new Dallas franchise with the XFL, the one and only, Daryl Johnson. Daryl, how are you today?
0: I'm good. I'm good. That was great stuff. Wow. Really well We're on the phone with them. <laughs> Mark, Move. Mark had it down. Mark knows. Mark made a point that I think uh a lot of people. Um, kind of overlooked with our team and that's everybody had a role, but not only did they embrace that role, they excelled at that role. Exactly. And it probably started with Bill Bates as a special teams guy and a nickel back and you know, he wasn't he wasn't gonna you know get get to be on the field a ton, uh, but as the as the league started to transition to nickel, he started getting more and more playing time and it was I mean and Jimmy a was very impactful a player. Him forever. Yeah, and Jimmy was trying to find a reason to cut Bill Bates forever, but he couldn't because he was so good at his role on our team. So, Mark, that is, there's a very insightful point you brought up.
3: Darrell, there was a point where you could see Bill Bates' athletic ability diminish, and he wasn't the fastest guy, he wasn't the strongest guy, but he was always in the right place. Exactly. You can always
0: make up for a little bit of, uh, a lack of uh, quickness or or just straight line speed with your preparation and your anticipation and trusting your instincts is what you see.
3: Yeah. And you, I always watch you run that five yard out and get the ball dumped to you and you, you would always turn uh, into the line rather than trying to, you know, take false steps. Was that something that you trained at and thought about or was it um, something that was just an instinctive thing to you?
0: It, it probably instinctive, um, you know, knowing that the, <laughs> the best thing for me was straight line. Um, you know, I wasn't real shifty. But the, the one part of that, and I think this only happened one time in my entire career, if if the ball was coming my way, I knew I had time because Troy would never serve us up uh, with, a, with a defender right there <laughs> ready to lay a big hit on you. Um, it, it happened to me one time in my entire career where they wow. did a, a roll cover two the the corner – started to go deep and then all of a sudden he rolls back and he actually has the flat and when Troy threw the flat I, I got I mean Dale Carter just laid me out and uh I was walking back to the huddle and Troy was already walking towards me going hey man that's my fault I'm so sorry I left you hanging
3: so Dale, that was the Chiefs Dale Carter yeah. played for the Chiefs <laughs> yeah. I, yeah I'm, I'm a yeah. football guy I'm Tony I love I mean I'm Tony I'm sitting here trying my best to keep my composure <laughs> and I'm marking out this is ridiculous like, I love you, man. You're like,
0: I appreciate I mean, I did, you're yeah, my Graceland. I, I, yeah. LeGreca gave me the heads up <laughs> that you're a Cowboys fan. But you hear that, and, you know, <laughs> yeah, I like the team, but, I mean, you you are a fan. I mean, you don't not, – and not just us. You can tell you're you're a fan of the game. You watch the no, game I'm, and you I'm, I'm understand a fan. the subtleties of the game.
3: And I understood, like, what everybody's roles were with your offense, and I love the fact that you didn't run, like, ten routes – like, you know, when you came out of the backfield, I knew that you was gonna run that five yard out or you was gonna run the curl. It was like it was very limited to but it was so successful and it's like if it's not broke, you don't have to fix it. Just yeah. just, great just thing do, about North do what you need.
0: Until they, yeah, until they stop it, I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna stop calling it. I came off the field one time, uh, and I think it was the same Kansas City game on Thanksgiving and we were running our, our lead draw and I mean <laughs> There were some big inside linebackers that day. And uh, I came off the field in the second quarter, and I said, hey, North, can we get off that lead draw a little bit? And he's like, what's wrong? I said, oh, man, it's it's getting physical in there. Uh, You know, how about some play action, you know, change it up a little bit. And he's like, nah, we're still getting about five yards of pop on it. So just get Tommy Agee ready. I'll put him in on the next series. I'm like, no, 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 that's not what I'm (laughs) saying. Tommy Agee,
3: number 34 in the playbook, number one in your Mm -hmm. heart.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lead back for, for Bo Jackson back in the day at all. Yeah,
2: he was he was a good player. And you know, it's mm-hmm. funny it's funny, Darryl, that you bring up that game. I was at that game. I traveled in uh to Texas Stadium to see that Thanksgiving game against you guys and the Chiefs. And if I remember, Mark, and maybe you do as well, Michael Irvin had one of the greatest catches that I've ever seen yes, for sir. a touchdown. Um and that spinning toe tap baseline yes. I mean, on Amazing the one yard catch. line.
3: Yeah, it mm-hmm. was, that was unbelievable.
2: Wait, Darren Moose Johnson right now is like, oh, my God, these two marks. Like, these two marks. Like, you're supposed to talk about the XFL, and they're just reminiscing we about, about like, the I, XFL a game yet. that took place, you know, 25 years ago. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and it's not the coffee today. It's the uh, fact that the
2: moose is on the phone. I don't think I... I don't think... I know I never <laughs> shared this story with you, Mark. I don't think I shared it with Daryl, but since, you know, I'm hosting the show, I'm going to do it anyway. Do it. That, you know, my friends in my hometown, I have a, a nickname, and my nickname is Sick Moose. Now, the nation doesn't know about this. I can't oh believe I'm going to actually say it on the air, but they call me Sick Moose. Here's the reason why. Daryl, I don't think... Darren, I don't think I ever told you this story, did I? No, this, this is new. This okay. is new to me. All right, here break, we go. Break it. So Breaking they news. call me Sick Moose. Here is why. Because we used to go, all my friends and I would get together to watch the cowboy games on Sunday. And one time my friend brings a bottle of tequila, and we start drinking tequila. And Moose is doing his thing, man, you know, lead blocking for Emmett, getting those tough yards and everything. And I'm just in I'm in the living room, my buddy's living room. I'm going, Moose! doing my own moose chants in the moose, and i'm drinking tequila next thing you know i throw up all over the floor and thus the name oh. sick moose and it's stuck and they still call me sick moose to this day wow now, i don't if, have anything to top that <laughs> now if daryl doesn't hang up the phone now we got him for the rest of the interview oh my god Darryl, I, I mean saying.
3: this is this is xfl related um what's 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 with the the timetable with the name do do we get a name soon
0: you know everybody's asking me that and yeah i'm just i'm just getting my my feet wet here so uh i'm probably going to not have a lot of detail with that but we we waited pretty long um with the alliance last year uh we didn't get into into uniforms and and names until uh september i think um but the xfl is is much further ahead with what they're doing in year one than we were with the Alliance. So I would expect that to be there sooner. Um, And it's one of the things that all the fans want to know. And and I think, you know, it's kind of, you know, exciting to kind of hold it and and build the, and build the anticipation uh, as you get down the road during the calendar. But, but it also, it it allows the fan base to start to embrace the teams locally in the markets. So I I wouldn't be surprised uh, to see the XFL uh, be a little bit a little bit ahead of the curve than what we were uh, when we did it last year.
3: Yeah. I I think also that, um, uh, being that you're in Dallas, you're going to have a ready-made fan base, just like I am a a fan of yours and, uh, people are going to associate, you know, the Cowboys or the fandom of the guys that are running it. Uh, I I talked to a guy that works very close to the top and, um, we're gonna be on some sidelines. We're gonna be able to come and cover and I hopefully uh Dave and Alex and I could come up there and, and you know, do a little parking lot pimping and <laughs> get some sideline passes so we can see you up close and I Absolutely. can get to actually shake your hand and meet you.
0: Absolutely. Please do. Please do. It's uh I mean it it's been proven. The appetite for spring football is there. Um so we we've just gotta capitalize that. Uh, capitalize on that. Put a good product out there. Um, th- there's a lot of talented guys that aren't on NFL rosters um, that still have the ability to play football at a pretty high level. Um, you know, we, we, we've known that for a while. Um, you know, the NCAA is is considered the feeder league to the NFL, but uh, the NCAA is not preparing these guys to be ready to play right away. What what, what the XFL is providing is is desperately needed. Uh, not only you know for fans to watch football in the spring and be able to kind of you know satiate that appetite year round but but the big thing is we've got to help some of these guys in some of these positions the offensive line uh quarterback you know some of the key positions that that allow nfl teams to be successful these guys are coming up from the college game and they're not quite ready yet um for for what happens at the nfl level because of the style of play at the collegiate level so i i don't believe that the NCAA is really the true feeder league into the NFL. The way the system is built up right now, that's where you're getting your players from. But I still think that there needs to be that developmental component to really kind of fine tune the skills necessary to make that jump. And I, and I've told people this, the jump from high school to college for me was challenging. Uh, I came from a small school in upstate New York and ended up going to Syracuse university. That was a big jump, but the jump from Syracuse to the NFL uh, was even harder. Um, you know, it, everybody is good at the NFL level. There are no weaknesses in teams. Um, you know, more games are lost than won. Um, so a lot of times it's mistakes and things that that people didn't do right, uh, that, that cost them the game. Um, you know, at the collegiate level, sometimes you're just better than the other team. You've right. got better players. You've got better talent. There's a matchup in the course of that game that you can take advantage of. Um, you know, that doesn't happen at the NFL, le- uh, NFL level. So we've got to help these guys, you know, really fine-tune their skills uh, and give them a, a really good opportunity uh, to have an NFL career.
2: You know, Daryl. obviously this is a, a pro wrestling show and everyone knows that Vince McMahon is behind the XFL and this is his second go-around with the league. And, you know, what makes you think that this time uh, it's, it's going to be a successful venture for Vince McMahon?
0: I don't think he's going to deviate from the true foundational components of the game of football. It, it's not going... Um, it's not going to be gimmicky. Okay, uh, It's going to be good football. Um, they're doing some good things uh, with some of the rules. Um, I think the, the other element is th- there's some things that aren't quite right in the NFL. And, you know, we talk about developmental league and, and helping the guys out and, 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 and making them better football players to have a chance to play at the NFL level. But there's also things we can do with just the game of football. You know, you look at what happened to the New Orleans Saints last year. You know, we, we've got to fix, you know, that replay system. We've got, we, we can't allow a team not to go to the Super Bowl because of, of human error. And, and I know that human error is part of the game, and you have to accept that. But if there's anything we can do to prevent, that, that that's, that's the ultimate sin. Uh, but what's the use
3: of having technology and
0: you don't use it? You're not going to use it, exactly. So why don't we, in, a, in, a, in the XFL start to experiment with things that can help make the game better, not just make the guys better, but make the game itself better. And I think you'll see some of that as well. So, um, well, you know, I, there I think there's a football question there's, for you. Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: what, what do you think about the kickoff and punt returns? Do you think that that's something in it? And, and what is the X, XFL going to do in, in those situations?
0: I think the punts are going to be normal. Um, you know, they're going to they're gonna focus on the kickoffs for a while until they get that sorted out, and then they'll probably move to the punts. Um, it'll be modified. There'll be shorter distances uh, where the guys are traveling to kind of reduce the impact of that collision. Uh, you know, we've got all the data that says it's the most dangerous play uh, in the game of football. I was a center on kickoff return, and, and some of the biggest collisions I had during the course of the game were on kickoff return. Uh, you know, you drop back 40 yards and try to take on you know, a guy that's 255 pounds, 260 pounds coming down the field full speed, uh, and you're trying to stop him and, and redirect his path, you know, that, that that's a massive collision. Um, so if we can get that out and the XFL is going to modify their kickoff where that, that space is not as big, uh, that collision is not going to be as intense. Um, and, and I'm, it's kind of hard for me, Mark, because I, I think you probably feel the same way. We, you know, we grew up in that era where that was a big part of the game. You know, we had Mel yeah. Gray and and Terry Metcalf, you know, we had guys, you know, we had game changers, you know, Billy White Johnson as a kid growing up for me, you know, we, we created a Pro Bowl position that was, a, you know, a, a kick return. Um, you know, there was the, the Super Bowl, the Giants and the Ravens, you know, that, that game was, was blown open by a big kickoff return. Um, so it's a key part of the game. So how do we how do we balance the safety of the player? with the excitement of the play and the meaning of the play throughout the history of the game. So I think that that's the fine line that you have to walk. And I think what the XFL is doing with their kickoff is, is something that I think fans are going to really like because they're not getting rid of it, but they are making it safer.
3: Well, I guess the day of the the shark, remember we had the shark. Yeah. Yeah. Gant used to get down there and punch you in the face, man. Wow. That dude was good. And, and that that element of the game is going away.
0: hmm Yeah.
3: It's, it uh, it kind of sucks, and, and, and actually. I used to love Gantt out there.
0: Well, I mean, you not only the kick returner, but you had the special teams player. Bill Bates revolutionized yeah. the yeah. position for special teams at the Pro Bowl. Um, you know, that became, you know, a kick cover guy. Uh, you know, a core special teamer. So, you know, as we start to look at special teams and the collisions and the concussions on those specific plays, um, you know, that, that, that player, uh, the value that that player brings to a team will, will be reduced. And, and I think that's a shame because that's also, that's where all your big plays are. You know, it's a third of the game. It's offense, defense, and special teams. And that's where a lot of your biggest differences in yardage happen. Your big swing plays, your big momentum plays, uh, a lot of times come from special teams. Um, so as we start to go down this path, how do, we, how do we just keep that element as part of the game of football? Uh, where fans like you and I and, and Dave, you know, we 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 watched the game, you know, through our childhood, and you know that it's still a part of that. We we still have that element of special teams. That's a it's a huge part.
2: You know, Daryl, 2020, the season's going to start. Man, this has been a, an absolute pleasure to be able to talk to you. Now, the Dallas franchise, whatever the name is, going to be is now going to be the official team of Busted Open. So whatever the team is, and I know, Mark, you're on board with this, whether Bob Stoops is the head coach or not, you're going to have to put that allegiance away because the Dallas franchise is now the official team of Busted Open. And Daryl, man, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you.
0: Well, I'm going to have some signage around the building, so I'm going to start working on that, so I think we can get Busted Open somewhere. I mean, I think that really fits into the Yeah! So- we might be able to get that we might be able to get that through the building.
3: I love Can you, it. can you get us a conversation with, with, with Oliver Luck?
0: I can give that a whirl. I can give that a yes. whirl. You guys have an you have an open invitation to come down to uh to Dallas anytime for a game. Absolutely.
2: Awesome. All right, man. Daryl. thank you so much. Again, Darryl Johnston joining us here on Busted Open. Man, it's been an absolute pleasure. And, you know, what you've been able to accomplish as a player, as a broadcaster, and now as a, as, as an executive, so to speak, you've you've done absolutely everything that you can do in the game of football, man, and I'm so proud of you.
0: Thank you. I appreciate that.
2: All right. Darryl Moose Johnston uh, joining here on Busted Open, Mark. And uh, I think it's official, man. The Dallas franchise of the XFL is now the official uh, team of Busted Open.
3: Yeah, well, that's. A I've good made thing. the decision I, I, for I'm you. I'm gonna Mark. have to give you made the decision for me, having him calling and having the moose come on. Uh, my fandom uh, for the Cowboys just outweighed my hatred for the University of Oklahoma. Oh, that's you know, unbelievable.
2: Mark, the next guest we're I gonna get on would be Bob Stoops. You know, that's wow. that would be the ultimate. Uh, That'd be the ultimate way to I get it. I will you. not embarrass us. <laughs> I won't embarrass us. You want that I'm... on a bully day? You want Bob Stoops yeah, on a bully day? Wanna... <laughs> yeah, you may want Yeah.
3: We need to fix my
2: mic is what we need oh, to yeah, do. Oh, yeah, there there's a problem going on there. But that's all right. You you work through it. You work through it. Mark, you know what? I, again, if JR is listening today, because I know he does, I hope everyone's uh, listening to Grillin' JR. He does an amazing job on that podcast. He's always yes, given he love. Does. He's given a lot of love to bust it open. I want JR to know that you are now officially a fan of a Bob Stoops team. I love it. God, God. this is this is what a great day to be the host of Busted Open. Oh, what a great day! Oh my God, you're loving this. Moose Johnston, Mark Henry, loving a Bob Stoops team—things you never thought would happen.
3: You've got.
2: Breaking news! It's been told to bust it open that Mark Henry, yes, Hook'em Horns' own Mark Henry, has said he is rooting for Bob Stoops and the new Dallas franchise.
3: You gonna get me kicked out of Austin? <laughs> I, <what?
2: laughs> You're gonna, hey, this is fake
3: news. Fake news. I, 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 you know, I'm on the fence. I, I mean, if. If Daryl, John- I mean his his my love for Daryl Johnson and and Cowboys organization, uh, and my fandom is I think gonna supersede who's the coach.
2: Oh wait, I I got more breaking news, more breaking Uh-oh. news coming down. Jim Ross just tweeted a picture of you and him. At Mark Henry. And uh, I believe now Jr., good old Jim Ross, again, the host of Grillin' Jr., which is one of the greatest podcasts of all time, in my opinion, is I think now feels closer to you now, Mark, because of your allegiance with Bob Stoops. You both are rooting for Bob Whoa. Stoops. What a great day. What a Whoa. great day.
3: You said allegiance to Coach Stoops. Yeah. You know what? I—, I I'm just gonna have to, you know, just go ahead and embrace it, and just oh. say, you know what, man, Daryl Johnson. I mean, Daryl Johnson is connected, so screw it. I, I, I'm, I'm there.
2: <laughs> well, there you
3: go. And I want to meet him real bad now. I mean, like this is this is a trip. I, I'm, I know Michael, and I befriended Michael Irvin, and now I'll be able to, you know, shake hands with the Moose. It's going to make my life, Dave.
2: Well, not only that, but Moose Johnson, player personnel director for the new Dallas franchise of the XFL, so new, hasn't even been named yet. Hasn't even a name. It's like having a baby and not having a name for the baby. Um, Signage. He's talking about busted open signage in the stadium.
3: Wow. That's big, Think about that. That is big. That's love right there.
2: Think about our I'm, head. So it's going to say, bust it open. My head to the left, your head to the right. Bust it open. The official wow. pro wrestling show of the XFL's Bob Stoops' own fill-in-the-blank franchise. I say fill-in-the-blank because they don't have a name yet.
3: Yeah, and, and you have a picture, a small picture of Bubba, of Bully Ray, right? And
2: bully, Bully's in there too, but I'm saying because bully, I don't think Bully's a huge football fan like you are, Mark. We put, we'll put we'll put, Tom, we'll put Tommy in there, too. We'll make sure that the uh, banner is extra large so we can put Tommy in there as well.
3: <laughs> it's extra large.
2: Well, Tommy, hey, more breaking news. Tommy Dreamer just texted me. So, uh, Tommy Dreamer says not only is he a fan of the Dallas franchise of the XFL, his favorite XFL franchise is all of them. Tommy Dreamer. All of them. Uh, Tomber, Tommy Tommy Dreamer around. officially has said that every single XFL franchise is his favorite XFL team. So that's coming. So from anybody Tommy that
3: gives him free merch, he's a fan.
2: Yes. So he'll be wearing a Dallas hat, a New York shirt. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you know how he does it. Th- does Miami have a team? Does Miami have a team? Let's let's look. No, Miami does not have a team. There is a Florida team, but I don't believe it's a Miami team. Is it Tampa? Tampa. Tampa has a team. Okay. So. Dave, what about the New Jersey team? The New York New Jersey team. Is it New York New Jersey or is it just New York? Well, I think instinctively it's New York New Jersey because they're playing in New Jersey, right? Well, that, well, look how that worked out for WrestleMania thirty-five. Uh-oh. I love. Uh-oh. Oh, oh, don't hey, start, really, See what you did. And hey, let, let me just. say let me just say. I just want to
3: make sure his allegiances are correct. And let
2: me you know? just say this. I loved how the WWE said, New York, WrestleMania, New York, New York, this, New York, that, WrestleMania 35, New York, oh, and then the go. shadows of New York, WrestleMania 35, New Jersey Transit, shits the bed. Oh, yeah, New Jersey, terrible, terrible job by New Jersey, New Jersey, New Jersey. All year it was New York, New York, New York, and then afterwards, New Jersey, New Jersey, New Jersey. When it's good, it's New York. When it's bad, it's Jersey. Wow. Terrible job. Terrible job. See what you did, Alex? See there?
3: That's called throwing gasoline on the fire. I was just asking a question. You know what? And it was Embers. WrestleMania was almost over for Dave. It was almost almost over. Almost over,
2: yeah. Whoosh. (laughs) (laughs) Just throw that big pot of gasoline
3: on the fire.
2: You know what I'm happy about most of all today? All right, it's a Falls Count Anywhere Friday. We love Falls Count Anywhere Fridays on Busted Open. Oh, yeah. I-, I love the fact that we had Darryl Moose Johnson on somebody. That's like, that's like a bucket list guest for you, Mark. You're never able to meet him, talk to him. But you know the best thing about today is is that I think with that interview and what we heard here on Busted Open, that you and JR are now closer. You know that you and JR now are going to be closer because of this, because you both have an allegiance with that Dallas team. Dave, Amazing if you think stuff. you're
3: instigating, is not working because I'm tight with Jim Ross. Like, we're tight. We're tight like pantyhose three sizes small. All right, well, All right. it's not a problem. All right, well. Josh c- Crawford t- uh, tweets in and says, Glad to see Mark Henry rooting for Oklahoma alumni. Hashtag hook'em no more. What? Hey, listen, bro. Now you're overstepping your bounds. You are overstepping your bounds. Give me his 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 uh his ID. I'm finna like send some bad spam his way.
2: <laughs> See this Pat's bad spam. Gonna, what are you gonna, gonna you to send him an invite to the Gold Rush game or whatever? Oh, the candy? What? what a candy rush. Yeah, one of those
3: candy crush
2: <laughs> gimmicks.
3: Candy, in, infect his whole system. Who knew That's Mark sweet. Henry was a a grade A troll? Also, Hall of <laughs> Famer, grade A Twitter troll. You you have screwed yourself, brother. Like you need to watch your sights.
2: Wow, man, this is gonna be so. Now Mark's gonna start wearing red. This is just Dude, amazing. Why, what's wrong with you? Why are you doing that? I'm joke. I'm gonna why? kick you in the balls, wait, wait Dave. A second. No, Stop it! I don't understand why this is such a big issue, Mark. You are a oh, you Texas don't guy. No, you're a you Texas guy. You don't ca- understand.
3: You want to talk about a rant? You are trying to make me cuss on the radio? Is that what you're trying to do?
2: That's where we at now. <laughs> we gotta oh, get oh, Jr. Oh, 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 Alex, Can we get do that? Jr. Can we get
3: Chris will do that? <laughs>
2: we gotta get Jr. Can we get Jim Ross on? Oh, Alex, oh,
3: oh. I quit.
2: I quit.
3: Uh, uh, you know
2: what I quit. Y'all
3: <laughs> if you don't know Sirius XM then listen up commercial free music plus sports comedy talk and news they have it all and right now you can get your first three months of Sirius XM outside the car for just one dollar go to siriusxmcom busted to see offer details and to subscribe offer available to new Sirius XM streaming subscribers Sirius
2: XM no car required we have a special guest on the line mark
3: Okay, that's awesome. If it's Bob Stutes, great. Jim Ross, great.
2: Okay, well, he is the host of Grilling JR, the best podcast out there out right now. The latest edition is up. It's in your house. Of course, you can still hear the curtain call and his story of leaving WCW for the WWE, and he's doing an amazing job with Conrad Thompson, and of course, a part of AEW, a huge part of AEW, especially when you could score the greatest voice in the history of pro wrestling, and that is... Jim Ross, JR, how are you today?
1: I'm wonderful, guys. Hey, Mark, it's like my son just came home. My big, big old <laughs> son has been gone. He's been, we've been disconnected. And God, it's good to have you back.
3: Oh, man. <laughs> Dave is a piece of shit. You know that? <laughs> he is. A hey, I want to tell you man. something. When
1: you meet Bob Stoops, you're going to forget all that hate. And the other thing about this, young man, let me take you to the woodshed. Hate is not a good thing, even in football. How about oh, no. dislike? I strongly dislike the Oklahoma Sooners, or I strongly dislike Texas. But I don't hate, I don't hate nothing no more.
3: Anybody not. Nah, sure.
1: Can't hate, brother. Can't hate. No but You guys are having a fun conversation. I enjoy it. And I tell you what we ought to do, fellas, let's get together and make a plan, and the three of us go to a, a Dallas XFL game. And between Moose and my friend Bob Stoots, we'll get VIP treatment. It'll be wonderful.
3: I'm Man, I'm, all be, I'm all in. I'm I'm all into it is myself. Like that that would be really cool. I'm I'm sitting here marking out like got this got to talk to Moose Johnson. I remember every play that he played and he w- was a big fan. I was one of those guys that saw the strength and the understanding of what his role was and just loved it. And he embraced it and made all of the fans love him, a position that's not typically garnered that kind of love and, and, and uh, fanfare.
1: Well, you hit the nail on the head earlier, both book you guys talking about uh, his value to Emmett Smith. I don't I do know how you quantify how much Emmett would have had or wouldn't have had, rather, if uh, Moose had not been there. But, boy, uh, I can visualize those plays that he was the lead blocker on, and, and he was so tough. He reminded me of a fast guard, an yeah. offensive lineman. He was fast for his size, and the fullback mm-hmm. position became more cool because of Moose Johnson. And I believe somewhere down the road, somebody's going to tweak that and get that back into the game of, the, of football a little bit because there's so many things you can do with a good fullback, notwithstanding protecting your quarterback, big deal, and your your star running back who he's blocking for. It. Really cool. And
3: he, he never went backwards. When you see him fill a hole, and lead, be that lead blocker, he always stalemated or drove the guy back. You never yeah. seen him get drove back into the hole. and he never and, retreated,
1: uh, much like you and me didn't retreat. when We went into the catering. And does, <laughs> <eat television> <laughs> You're
3: exactly right.
1: And how we would almost have a double knockout on the pay-per-view catering days because it was usually jacked up a little bit.
3: <laughs> yes, sir. they get the lobster. I, and I, I just thought of the guy's name dave it just came to me in a flash uh it was the cowboys eagles seth joiner seth Mm joiner was his name and daryl johnson filled and knocked his ass out of the game and i'm talking about this is one of those memorable hits and i I, i'm sure that there's been like nfl films videos of that hit were over and over like uh, Bo Jackson running over people like Earl Campbell running over people um, like Chris McCoy getting knocked on his ass by Steve Atwater. Like it was, it was one of those crushing, crushing hits. You can use slobber
1: Seth, knocker, I won't charge it. A slobber
3: knocker, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> Thanks, dad. And so welcome. he was able to deliver one of those slobber knockers that knock you out of the game. And Seth Jordan was a plus 250 pound man. Coming full speed downhill, and ran into this other guy that's 250 pounds and moves one. I mean, bro, like it's very hard to for that to happen because I always thought that the linebacker would have the advantage, but not that day.
1: You guys getting excited about uh, heading to Vegas?
2: Oh yeah, we can't wait for you know breakfast with busted open next Friday morning. We're going to be out there, Mark and I, doing a show. You know, I hope the fans come out. It's going to be from eight to ten in Nevada. So we're looking forward to that. It's going to be live right here on SiriusXM, and probably the biggest part is I can't wait to see you, Jr. Because I want to thank you for everything. I, I you know, the the podcast is fantastic, Grillin Jr. It's amazing, and you always have kind words for us and for the show, so we truly appreciate that.
1: Well, that's what, that's what friends do, David. That's what friends do, and I'm just old school in that regard, and I kid Mark about the Texas thing. Look, it's a football game. It's the second a Saturday in October forever, and I'm sure if his team had won 12 Big 12 titles that I would be just as jealous <clears throat> as he is about my seniors. <clears throat> wow. I understand that. Because he's, he's, he's he man, Mark is a very, bro. very passionate man. And all, all you want to do is just hug the big bastard.
3: <laughs> well, at least... And, listen. and I was just about to say how <laughs> I was going to bring my uh, my J.R. mustard barbecue sauce because <laughs> I want to have it at breakfast because it's it's just as good with eggs as it is on chicken and ribs.
1: Preach, man. brother. Preach.
3: That Man, I'm telling you, that mustard sauce is something to write home about. Jalapeno honey
1: mustard, brother. One gram of sugar. <sighs> Healthy as hell. Health.
3: Listen, guys, you need to get. You, if you don't have jr sauce, you need to get that mustard sauce.
2: <laughs> My wife loves it. My wife won't put anything non-Polish anywhere near the food that she makes, <laughs> except when it's J.R. She'll take all of jr sauce well, and put it, we it all over no her pierogies.
1: What?
2: What's that, jr I
1: said you, we might. Your your lovely bride and I might just be a little bit sweet on each other on that cruise, you know. I, I know.
2: Hey, man, you know she did come up to your suite. That is well, that hey, is hey, a fact.
1: Hey, easy now. <laughs> Don't Compromise our her integrity here. With your lovely <laughs> woman, she was there when we were recording the podcast. Yes, right
2: that's what I podcast. meant. I'm sorry if that came across any other way than <laughs> us doing that podcast together. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're really looking forward to obviously everything that's going to be taking place at Starcast 2. Aew double or nothing next weekend. It's all we've been talking about. Can't wait for Aew. can't wait for Starcast. can't wait for breakfast, but bust it open. Mark Henry and I gonna be out there Friday morning. I hope the nation comes out as well. and and I'm just glad that uh, we were able to uh, put you two together. They, uh, listen, Oklahoma, Texas, but we're all gonna be fans of the XFL Dallas franchise. That's, that's all right. that matters at the end I, of the I, day. I'm
3: gonna be a fan. I'm gonna be a pom pom waving guy on the sideline. <laughs> and and that's you know, I'm gonna to get to stand next to my man JR and uh we're gonna sit there and analyze football from a, a standpoint that we probably should be calling the game. But probably. <laughs> we're, we're gonna see who's calling the game.
1: My first XFL, my only XFL gig, by the way, uh, Lawler and I uh, were a team, and then I moved, worked with other guys, Ventura, Bupcus, uh some of these other cats. And uh, my pay was 1500 a game, $1,500 a game. Now, uh, that sounds like a lot of money. It's not really a lot of money, but I would have done it for free, to be honest with you. That's how much of a mark for football well, I am. <laughs> but $1,500, so it wasn't a money-driven thing. Of course, uh, my partner, Jesse Ventura, was making a million and couldn't he couldn't resist reminding me of that from time to time because he, somehow he figured out I made $1,500 a game. But in any event, I had a great time with it. I think they're going to do real well. I hope they do. And it uh, should be fun. And then there's boys are pay-per-views out the kazoo here in the next seven or eight days. You know what I mean? Yeah,
2: there's, wow. there's a I lot mean, going this, on. I'm,
3: I'm, I'm excited, man. This is a really good time if you're a wrestling fan.
1: Damn right it is. Damn right. So – uh and I'm gonna get back in the saddle and see if I haven't lost my timing and my intellect. <laughs> oh, I do Yeah, you
2: haven't, and I can't wait for the opportunity. I mean, listen, er, earlier in the week when the news broke about you know, A, you know, AEW signing with TNT and 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 Warner Media, like I said that that was the biggest thing that's happened to pro wrestling in the last 20 years, and. That that was one hell of a a breaking news, Jar, when it came to that deal, and now that we know what's going on with AEW.
1: Yeah, it overtook uh, social media, and and uh, Mark mentioned it. I think it was Mark uh, mentioned about you know, Billy Corgan saying, you know, you want to dominate social media, and that's how they're that's how they have a pulse and heartbeat. They're they're very strong on social media and do a good job. But I'm telling you, man, these uh, these young cats, all these VPs, there's a bunch of them. Uh, they they have got the social media world by the gonads. They they reach their audience. Their audience responds to them, and it's not just about buying a T-shirt. You know, come on. But it's going to be a, really a fun journey. I'm, I'm looking forward to starting with them. I'm the old hey Mark. I'm the oldest guy on the team again. <laughs> so I'm 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 looking forward to sharing whatever I can with young dudes. You know.
3: Yeah, it's kind of like the Bible. You know, like you you, you always read Psalms. You know, Solomon, King Solomon was so wise. And they you always got to have a Solomon. You're the, you're the Solomon of the AEW.
1: Well, thank you, sir. You are the Morgan Freeman of wrestling.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and, and the beard is to prove it.
1: Yeah, hey, I, the one thing I can always say, do you think Mark would ever get back in the ring? I said, not long as that Gray's in his beard.
3: <laughs> oh, no. and I figured, like, if I keep the Gray that'll that'll keep that process
2: going
1: you keep the gray you keep the bookers away <laughs> Yay!
2: <laughs> you know J- jim ross uh, you know we're here with jim ross again i i always say it and it's the truth and i think everybody would agree with me the greatest voice in the history of our sport the greatest voice in the history of pro wrestling and Katie i will bar the door for god is my witness he's broken in half and and jr i will say this you are the greatest voice in the history of this sport and you yes, still sir. are the greatest voice in the history of this sport. I can't wait for double or nothing. I can't wait for you to kick ass once again on the microphone. Yes, I thought you did a tremendous job with New Japan and I cannot wait to hear you for double or nothing. You JR, you are the best ever. And you well, still and goat. you and and you know what? You still are. The well, goat
1: Makes, it feel, makes an old man feel good. Let me tell you something. Jericho's not the only guy that's got something to prove. Just take it. Just let, let it go with that. There's, he's not the only person carrying a chip on his shoulder to Las Vegas with something to prove. I'll check that box myself.
3: I tell you what, Chris is fired up because uh, I saw a video of him working out the other day. He looks amazing. Great. That's that's, that's you can tell motivation is. Uh, he is, keeps is reinventing, really man. He keeps reinventing.
1: He's got great confidence, uh, and so this is just another part of his journey, which will probably spawn a, a, his nineteenth book or something. You know what I
2: mean? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and now, and you know what, it will be a bestseller as well. Jr., thank you so much again. You can hear Jr. grilling Jr. amazing podcast, and of course, you're going to be able to hear him again. Next Saturday, Double or Nothing also available on pay-per-view. And, again, AEW signing that deal, and you'll be able to see them weekly on TNT starting at the end of the year. Jr. always a pleasure having you on, and I'm glad we can all decide on a football team to root for.
1: Me too. My boy came home. I'm so happy. (laughs) It brings a tear to a glass eye, and now I'll go back to my kitchen and finish frying my bacon. Like what you're hearing, catch Busted Open live weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the SiriusXM app.
2: All right, let's get into money in the bank because this is a huge pay-per-view. And honestly, God, Mark, I mean, think about it today. I mean, we really haven't gotten the Money in the Bank. It's our last show before we get to Money in the Bank on Sunday. This week, with all the breaking news with AEW, we haven't really gotten the opportunity to get into this, and I think we need to because Money in the Bank is a big pay-per-view for the WWE. On paper, this should be a tremendous show. Think about it. You're going to get Samoa Joe against Rey Mysterio for the United States champion. A lot of people have forgotten that Samoa Joe is your United States champion, but it is for that championship. Kofi Kingston defending his WWE championship against Kevin Owens, the first time on a pay-per-view since WrestleMania 35. You're getting a steel cage match between The Miz and Shane McMahon. You know, you're going to get the, your your Money in the Bank match, ladder matches for... You know, the World Championships and the Women Championships. Seth Rollins, your Universal Champion, going up against AJ Styles. And then Becky Two Belts is defending both those titles. One against Charlotte Flair, the other against Lacey Evans. That's one hell of a show, Mark, top to bottom, for Money in the Bank on Sunday. And and
3: since we're talking about gambling, what is your bet for the match that steals the show? Wow. I have mine, the match that I think is going to steal the show, and that is Shane and Miz. Interesting, in a cage. I, I think that is going to be a memorable match. Uh, if WrestleMania was indicative of the of the style that they're going to use, the things that they could do in a cage...
2: Is limitless. Well, Mark, you bring up a really good point. And it's something Bully and I were talking about earlier in the week. Now, I think everybody would probably put, since we're talking about Vegas and gambling, probably everybody would put their money on what we're going to see between Seth Rollins and AJ Styles. Those are two of the best wrestlers, not only in the WWE, but the world. And you put the Universal Championship on top of that. I think most people will think that Seth and AJ would steal the show. But Mark, here's the issue. Seth and AJ really don't have a big story going into this pay-per-view. So they're, they're really
3: good. They're so good though. You don't sometimes you just don't need bells and whistles. You just need to put two people that both want to be really really great mm-hmm. in the ring and they don't want to be outclassed. And I think that's the story. The story is, hey, we're going to put these two guys together. They both have an issue with who's a greater champion, who's a better wrestler, and you decide. This, that's, that's what this is. This is a you pick em situation. And I'm looking forward to the matchup because you don't need a story. The story that's, that's going to be told will be told in the ring. That's where you'll find out what that story is about.
2: And that's great. That's a great take, Mark, and I agree with it. But to your point, the Miz and Shane McMahon, that's all about story and emotion. So where you're talking about Seth Rollins and AJ Styles being two great competitors and which one is better, everything you just said is absolutely true. Shane and is no AJ Styles. No. and, and He's no Seth
3: Rollins. He's not, a, he's not a Miz. He's a guy that throws caution to the wind. That is willing to do anything to take you out. He, he's willing to, to to put his own body at risk to injure or to maintain a win in a, in, a, in in a wrestling match. So Shane is a wild card. It's funny that we're using all these uh, gambling terms. Hey, we're going to
2: Vegas. It's in our brain. We're going to
3: we're going to Vegas. Yep. It's it's like I want to see those guys go. Berserk. And I think they will. And that's going to be the entertainment value of that match.
2: And listen, everybody could say it, and I agree. You know, WWE's been a little stale since we came out of WrestleMania 35. But I guarantee you, Mark, next week we're going to be talking about how good this damn show was. Because on paper it looks great, and then this is where the talent's really going to shine. And I think the talent's yeah. going to shine on Sunday. Seth and, against AJ, Miz against Shane McMahon, Kofi against Kevin Owens, Joe against Mysterio. I mean, Becky two have, belts. This is amazing. Will we
3: have Becky no belts. Can is that a,
2: is that a possibility? It's definitely a possibility. I mean, I think it's. I, I you know, does she have just one title coming out of, of Sunday? Does she have no titles? Does she retain? Is she and able who does to? She get, lose to. I mean, these are – all right, so you know what? Let's start breaking it down, Mark, because I do – you know, we're going to be doing our predictions, so why not just start right now, and let's start at the top with Becky Two Belts. Who does she – who does she lose to? Well, we got – let's take it one by one. Okay. Be- you got Becky and Lacey Evans. Is there any way you see Lacey Evans beating Becky Lynch on Sunday? Yes, I do.
3: Anytime. time – that you have an equalizer, like the woman's right, Mm -hmm. there's a chance. It's like having a stunner. It's like uh, Randy coming out of nowhere and, wham, you're out of it. It's like Seth Rollins putting a curb stomp on you. Like equalizers equal victories because sometimes you can do everything right and you can still
2: lose. So, having said that, so you give Lacey a chance. Do you think... I give her a chance. All right.
3: But
2: to answer your question,
3: I do not think that will be the one she loses.
2: Okay. So, by saying that, Mark, do you think we're going to have a new champion when it comes to the SmackDown Women's Championship? And do you think Charlotte Flair beats Becky?
3: I do. I think that uh, the powers that be will make sure that that happens because Becky made a post where she put the McMahon twins and the Man's twins. And she had her belts as the Man's twins. And she had Charlotte and, and I, Lacey. Okay, yeah, she had, Lacey Evans. She had Charlotte and Lacey as the uh, McMahon twins. And you know what? Two against one, both with the caliber that that she is, I don't think they could lose. It's not hard. Two, not two on one.
2: All right, so all right, so then coming out now, all right, now this is an interesting question, Mark. So is Becky holding on to one title or do we possibly see, you know, the money in the bank winner try to cash in on that other title against Becky?
3: Uh, that's why I say Becky Nobel. Wow. Because you could see a loss and then all of a sudden you go into a match where or you win, you see her win Mm -hmm. against Lacey and then you see her um, go against Charlotte and get beat and then as she's struggling and and not able to stand up whoever wins the women's money in the bank cashes it in why she's injured or why she's hurt or why she's down and recovering. And now she's Becky Nobel.
2: Wow. All right. So let's look at the money in the bank ladder match for the women's championship match contract. You have Natalia, Dana Brooke, Naomi, Bailey, Mandy Rose, Ember moon, Carmella, and Nikki cross who comes out the winner who would be cashing out that contract Mm. on Sunday.
3: Where, where's the money? Um, I think when you're building, you you have to say Mandy Rose because I think that she's somebody you want to go with. You want to see them rise. You want to see them elevate. Uh, everybody else, uh, Nikki Cross is my second option. Mm-hmm. Uh, full of energy, anything could happen. Uh, man, who do you want to build? Like who, Who's, who's going to the, garner the most attention from uh, winning the money in the bank?
2: So you think it's going to be Mandy Rose?
3: I would say Mandy.
2: All right, so coming out of Sunday, we're going to have Charlotte Flair and Mandy Rose as your champions and Becky Nobelts.
3: And Becky Nobelts
1: thanks for listening catch us weekdays on busted open from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. eastern on sirius xm fight nation channel 156 the busted open podcast
2: the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble